The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 28. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, through our risen and living Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you felt worn out, in despair, just exhausted? What makes you feel this way? What are the things that lead you there? What do you do when you get that feeling? I want to hear today. What's got you feeling just run down, overwhelmed, angry, and upset? What is it? many things that can cause us to despair, to make us feel like life is all just tragedy, suffering, pain, and misery. The psalmist knew it too, right? We hear it in this word from Paul. He quotes Psalm 4, 
44. For your sake we are being killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. We call this a lament. I think there's righteous anger there too. People even in ancient times felt those same feelings that we feel from time to time. They felt hopelessness. They were afraid. They needed help. This word of God matters. It's lasted for thousands of years for a reason. The Apostle Paul is quoting the psalm. And sometimes in our lives, we just don't have our own words. That's a good one to, to cling to. But our feelings just come out as breath. Oh, we sigh. We exhale. Our pain comes out as pure exasperation. Sighs too deep for words. And we despair at the events of the news. Each economic downturn, slowing job growth, international tensions, immigrant families detained, deported, torn apart, and abused. Mass shootings, hate crimes, police violence, the loss of friends and loved ones. So many we wish were still here. When we don't have the words to even pray, when we've cried all the tears that we have and things don't seem to be changing for the better, we have to let it out in a deep breath. We know sighs too deep for words. When the words run out and our breath escapes, bodies exhausted with pain and fear and anger and grief, what can we say? What can we do? First, we remember who we are. We are the children of God. Paul writes to this church at Rome and reminds them of who they are in Christ Jesus. All who are baptized are children of God. We belong to God, so we belong together. In Jesus, God was stooping down to us, gathering us in, making us new. And it's right here in this water through baptism. We become siblings with Christ. And just like he suffered, so do we. But just like he was raised from death and belongs with God, so do we. This week I celebrated my birthday and the kids made cards. Each one was unique and creative and special, better than any card from Target or the dollar store. And they gave me gifts. Of course, Isaac gave me one of his Legos. Uh, a, a used video game, a painting, and tickets to a concert. That one was pretty good. But I'm their father, the one who gives them everything they need. And I delight in what they have to offer, but I just love to be with them most of the time. <laughs> to have fun, to see their smiles, to answer their questions, to guide them and help them grow. And I want them to know that they are loved unconditionally. They don't have to give me stuff no matter what they do, that they are mine and I am theirs. As God's children, we long to know that divine love in our lives. We can never get enough of it, right, Dana? We might wonder if we're doing what God wants us to do, going where God wants us to go. Because we don't have that face-to-face -face contact. We can't see. So Jesus promises to send the advocate, the paraclete, it's a good word, the helper that will be with the disciples after Jesus ascends to heaven. He goes up, but he promises them 
power to do even greater works than his own, and they do, so we should expect the same. This church, every Sunday, this is the body of Christ assembled here every week in the power of the Holy Spirit as we gather for worship. The Spirit creates and recreates community, draws us into fellowship with God and with one another, makes us like family, heirs and recipients of all that Jesus has received, suffering and glory too. The whole creation is suffering. We know this well. The world warming, oceans rising, storms seem to be more intense, more frequent. Rainforests and barrier reefs and glaciers have suffered beyond repair. How can they be made new? More sighs too deep for words. This glory that God has promised to us, has gifted us through Jesus Christ, is so great, though, that we wait with patience and with hope that the devastation and suffering of the world won't be forever. Yes, it hurts, but we know that God is good and we will not live in fear. With this hope, we can move forward, we can advocate, we can serve, we can study and devise solutions to problems that we face together. Since we have hope, we don't give up on the creation, but we listen to one another. Find small ways to create larger and lasting change for future generations. This church right here has always served this community in a spirit of hope. The Catherine Center here at Reformation Lutheran Church was a resource for neighbors in need for many years before folding into Lutheran social services. LSSN has brought new technology to help feed people in our community through its Digimart where people use a website to pick out the food that they want and can use, and volunteers have it ready for them, ready to go. And just recently, with the help of a grant of nearly half a million dollars from the Nevada Women's Philanthropy, yes, LSSN is now ready to expand their food pantry at their new building on Boulder Highway in Desert Inn to feed even more people in our city. We get to be partners with them we get to go down to Martin's Mart on Main Street and volunteer, helping provide needed items at low cost, serving, donating profits from this every year. And Judy has so faithfully been witness to that for so many years, and Lois and so many others. Problems are big, but when problems are big and suffering persists, we do not give up. Above all, the Spirit binds us together, binds us to Jesus, God's living word. This Spirit just even, if nothing else, allows us to hear God's word. Like those first hearers at Pentecost. To understand, to find new insight, new ways to understand what God has done for us in Jesus. The Spirit creates faith when we hear the word. The Spirit is at work in us and for us, and we will not be discouraged. That same Spirit is there to intercede, to work on our behalf, and to be the power that brings our prayers before God. That's truly powerful. That The Spirit is more than just a helper. The Holy Spirit actually does it for us, prays for us, comforts us, 
renews us, heals us, allows us to hear God's word of grace and builds faith in us. That's the spirit work. The spirit is always there, never letting us down, never leaving us alone, even when we fall into the depths of our own misery and the weight of the world is on our shoulders. We still believe because we are children of God. We have the spirit that Christ gave us in us and with us at all times. New Testament professor Beverly Roberts Gaventa says that Paul's letter is trash talk to any powers that would seek to bring down believers. She writes that Paul looks at all these circumstances, harmful circumstances in which human beings live, and he sees behind those the work of God's own enemies. And he confidently declares God will have the last word. And he shakes his fist in the face of all these powers and says, No power has power like Christ's power. She says, rendered in the vernacular, what Paul means is, you're going down. This is, this is spirit trash talking to those evil powers. So we don't talk just to hear our own breath. We don't get lost in our despair or retreat when we get knocked down. We get up, we speak up, we march, we write, we teach, we listen and learn and grow and pray, and we get up and go out. We are sent by the same Spirit to go and to share it. The same Spirit that hovered over the waters at creation. That was breathed into the first human made from earth. The Spirit that descended on Jesus in the form of a dove. And rolled into Jerusalem with the sound of a freight train and flames of fire. That first Pentecost lives and breathes in you and me. And sends us out from here for the life of the world, for the whole cosmos. And even in our sighs too deep for words, we are reminded that we are not alone. God is working for us and in us and through us. God is working to heal us, to renew us and to free us, to liberate us from the powers of this world. And God is healing the creation and preparing us for the fullness of his glory. We need the Spirit of God to hold us together. She unites us with God. She is the bond of love between Father and Son, between the creation and the Creator. And Paul proclaims this promise of the Spirit. Now that we have it, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Amen. <laughs>